2: All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder.
1: Hello and welcome to the
0: Rangers Rabble podcast. Uh, we're tonight we're going to have a wee in-depth look at Scotland uh, and preview tomorrow night's game uh, against Cyprus. Um, well, as I say, it's quite a different landscape from from the Scotland thing, uh, from the Rangers things. But uh, delighted to be, to be involved. Um, Connor, it's just being yourself tonight to kick off. Uh, delighted to have you. How, you. how are we doing?
1: Aye, no bad, no bad. Um, I actually look forward to the international break a wee bit. We better rest for the everything else that's been going on recently uh, obviously we're Rangers and stuff so that'll be good plus so far uh, the qualifying campaign's actually been quite positive for Scotland so you know it's, it's one of those rare times where watching Scotland play isn't that much of a chore so happy days.
0: Absolutely, and we will touch on that certainly listen we are live on YouTube I'm led to believe so like and subscribe and all that nonsense because it does help the podcast grow uh, and always, as always you know, we invite your comments as well uh, we'll try and pull a few up if they are sensible. Um, but yeah, listen, just before we, we sort of delve into the current campaign, you know, there is a bit of a taboo with the national side in their club. Um, I don't want to talk too much about that uh, per se, but just give us your sort of, you know, sort of feeling for the national side and what you have grew up watching and maybe your, your memories of the first two of them, etc. I, I, I like to hear all that.
1: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't mean agey, Robert, but the first tournament i seen Scotland in was three years ago, or two years ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I mean, I was alive in 1998, I was three, so I don't remember that very much, um, so I kind of grew up throughout that turbulent era with Bertie Volts and that sort of stuff, but I do have fond memories of Walter Smith and, and Alex McLeish's side who were, you know, perilously close to get into Euros and might well have done if a certain referee didn't, you know, turn it to be quite dodgy. Um, But no, listen, I I personally love the national team. I don't hold it against anybody who does not. That's that's your choice. You don't have to. Um, But for me, you know, I am a proud Scotsman. I like to see us do well. Um, We can't forget either. And I know it's again... It's taboo with Rangers fans, you can be split. But, uh, but obviously, we're playing England and Tuesday as well. And I'm the kind of person, I don't hate England, but I love us to beat them in anything we're playing them in. I don't care what it is. Um, just because mainly their media do my absolute nothing when it comes to their England teams, because they're always going to win every tournament and they're the best in the world. And, you know, we are just tiny wee Scotland who can be to decide. I mean, you've seen it with Aston Villa, Met Hibs. Even at a club level. That's the that's what you get. So just purely on that basis. Um I get I get right behind us. Um obviously, probably my standout memory, you kinda look past Faddy's goal at the part of France. Um okay, we never qualified, but it was a moment in time for that that particular campaign that you've got to love.
0: Is that your favourite Scotland goal?
1: I think so. Um I think how good a goal it was, obviously. It was a fantastic strike. Arguably, the keeper should maybe save it. But um, that and the fact that just the hysteria around it, I mean, I don't know if you've seen clips with some of the, the commentary around it. Um, with Peter Martin, who I'm not a huge fan of but his commentary, and that was superb. Um, so I think all of that just contrived to make it brilliant. And you're doing the double over France. I mean, we back then, and even especially more so now, we've no right going over to Paris and beating France. Um, and the fact we did... And still didn't qualify it is very Scotland to be fair. Um, but aye, that's definitely my favourite uh, favourite Scotland goal.
0: What's well, am obviously I say a wee bit older than yourself. Uh my my first tournament was obviously was Euro ninety-six, I remember obviously with it, with it being in the you know neighbouring country, England, the the hysteria was was massive. Um I remember all the merchandise, the, the, the tiger mascot, uh, just everything that kind of I kind of went along with it uh, and obviously Scotland through England as well which was which was a massive thing um, you think the to, to, to Rangers had just signed Paul Gascoigne uh, he, he played his first season for, for Rangers and then went to, to Euro 96 he had a, a, a squad full of Scottish compatriots uh, and, and I think there was a lot going on in the dressing room um, regarding that so and that tournament does bring my, my favourite Scotland goal my favourite Scotland goal was as Ali McCoist against the Swiss I know mm-hmm. we didn't get with the group but I just think McCoy's point probably never hit a sweeter ball in all these days. It's outside the box. It's an absolute pearl event in the top bins. Um, and that will forever be my favourite Scotland goal. And I also, you know, I remember sort of dogging, setting off for of school and, and, and coming home to watch um, Scotland Brazil and, you know, just the build up to that. I think it was Jim Della, 500 miles, all that carry on. So, um, no, I've, I've, I'm with you. I've got Scotland on um, all, all my, all my puff and, and I'll continue to. Something I really enjoy, and that (coughs) the night in um, Serbia will will live long in the memory. I know we didn't fare too well at the tournament, but just you know to 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 get to the Euros was great. And I think you know all being well, we'll be in Germany uh, and hopefully you know take heed from what we've learned in the past Mm -hmm. Euros and move that on and hopefully progress a little bit further. So, um, okay then, let's have a look because we're in. We're in Cyprus. Uh, it's probably as hot as my bedroom right now, I'm telling you. Um, We're we'll, we'll talking about four out of four. Um, something with have you know, the best start to a campaign we've ever had. Possibly, you know, going to go five out of five, we hope, fingers crossed. Um, there's certain permutations where I think we could qualify if results go for us Tuesday night when we play England. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we won't dwell too much on that because I think, you know, we have done some good work. So let, let's touch on on the games that have passed before we talk to a bit about tomorrow's game, uh, Connor, some, some standout results. Um, but but we'll start with the home game against Cyprus.
1: Yeah, listen, the home game against Cyprus was kind of what, you know, I think you expect that kind of game. You're playing a team like Cyprus, you go, well, you should, you should win that game reasonably comfortably. Um, Cyprus made it a bit difficult, I think, um, for a bit. But I, I just think we, you know, we sort of we looked very comfortable for ninety percent of that game. Um, there wasn't really much that gave you a scare, which is rare. Um, but I think it's a mark as well of where the team have came for games like that, because you don't go into games like that with as much trepidation as you used to, because we all know that the one thing that, you know, for years blighted Scotland was that they would turn up when the big games came around, when you were playing France's, Italy's, Spain's, whoever, you know, you would turn up and you'd put in brilliant performances, even if you came up short, and then you'd maybe slip up against one of the smaller countries that you should meet. Um And that was a game that was just the perfect start to get off to. Um, I think, you know, everybody coming off the back of the Nations League campaign and obviously getting themselves promoted to the next level and that. And knowing you've got a backup, maybe take some pressure off. But I think everybody would say, Let's, you know, you want to qualify automatic if you can um, without a playoff. And the Cyprus game at home, I think, was as kind of expected. You know, just get the job done. Make sure you get three points in the bag. Whatever happens, do not fail to win it, basically. And they met that brief.
0: We'll save, the, we'll save the two, I think, massive results uh, for, for a moment. Obviously, the, the, the Georgia game was a, was a strange one. Obviously, the, the delay and you know the, the rain, etc. Um, probably, you know, it was better for us in, in terms of just getting it done. Hey, he's here. Mark Hello, how are we? No, we're good. Yeah, yeah. we well, just obviously talking about the games that proceeded tomorrow night. Um, I'll, I'll ask you then, Martin. You know, the, the two big results. Obviously, Spain is a standout. I kind of get the vibe or the feeling that that Norway three points will be even more important
2: I think the Norway game was was much more important simply because it was a from home um, to be brutally honest um, I had, before I had my microphone issues, I had my stats and everything and I was going to go through it um, all in, in some nice detail but I've lost everything because I had a bit of flaky behind the <laughs> The scenes you sound Um, great now, you sound great, honestly. Well, well, thank that you're the first person to ever tell me that in my life. (laughs) Um, look, the the Norway was massive because I was expecting Scotland to to lose. Um, and I thought if we can manage to get a draw over there, that's massive. You've got the likes of um, Haaland and is it Odegaard? So you've got two world, world class players in their team straight away. Um, and to go over there, and we, we 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 rode the storm, you know. Norway controlled the majority of that game, um, and maybe on another day they might have, but they didn't, and when we managed um, to get the three points, which was absolutely massive, because the Spain game, you actually felt during that game, and I know that the Spain manager made a lot of changes coming to Hamden, but you felt during that game as if they were taking it lightly. And that, you know, we could do something here, there could be a win on the cards here. Um, but I mean, regardless of your feelings towards Steve Clark or some of the players who might be on the pitch, um, you can't sit here and not say to be four wins out of four, to be top of the group and for there to be a possibility of Scotland qualifying tomorrow or Saturday or whenever the rest of the teams play, if results go Scotland's way, it's a fantastic achievement so far. Do
0: you think as well, Connor, there's like what Martin says there about, you know, might not we might have not won in, in in Norway and you know things could have gone gone differently in that game. That, that's a wee sign that, like about this team. You know that that, that usually we'd have probably we'd have probably come away with that game with a point at best or, or, or lost it, but we've mm. actually got to the end and, and got the three and, and really set ourselves up for a, a massive massive shot at Germany next year.
1: Oh, definitely. And I think the thing is as well the way that we won that game. <clears throat> that that's the kind of thing that is a team, I think as a group of players that will always give you that bounce coming at the next one, always give you that belief um, and a lack of fear because we were five minutes left or something in that game and I think most people watching it kind of went, nah, it's not going to be all Um night. It hadn't been, you know, we were of a storm but in terms of attacking we hadn't offered as much as we might have liked to. Um, and then <laughs> um and then obviously, you know, we pop up with the two goals. Um, the first one, there's a bit of luck in, but it's still a great finish. But when the second one happened, I just knew, I don't, the minute uh, John McGinn picked the ball up, um and pinged that other top, I just, I went, this is a goal. Because the, you yeah, did the two on one there, as long as he'd done what he'd done, passed it back in, it was always going to be a goal. Um, and that just gives you the, the right belief. I mean, I, I, th- I think regardless of whether it's this week or no, um, I think we will qualify anyway. I think if we beat Cyprus tomorrow, fifteen points realistically should be enough. Because I, I think, and correct me if I am wrong, we'd basically need to lose the final four games or, or whatever it is to to fail to qualify. Um, and I know it's Scotland. I know these things have happened in the past, but I just I just don't see it. Um, I
0: think you, you said you said before as well about Peter Martin's commentary for that James McFadden goal. I thought Rory Hamilton's commentary for for the Kenny McLean
2: was great as well. Oh, by I, the way, can we just say and I know well, I'm not here to kiss anybody's ass, but and I know that he I, I think it was Rory Hamilton anyway that, that that done Celtic TV. I think, Um but he's some commentator. He, he does. He brings the game to life, out, Rory, because he was brilliant for us in the, the Europa League it yeah. makes such a difference when you've got somebody like, like Rob McLean, you know, who would genuinely put you to sleep during <laughs> a, during any sort of commentary. Uh, no, Rory Hamilton is uh, he's a he's a really 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 good commentator.
1: And you can consider was, the drama uh, he's got surrounding him at all with fucking Reagan and Stewart I and mean, the like. I mean, it's it's not an easy guy covering that. up beside you in a commentary box. So, and, no, but it's and, not too
2: bad when he's good. Um, Coyle next to him. That's that's a fantastic. That's a good combination. That, I think. That's a, that's good. Um, look, in terms of Scotland, Robert, um, and I know you have maybe discussed this before I came on, um, but if you take it as far back as the first game against Georgia, with that waterlogged pitch, um, and the length of time it took, the pitch wasn't really that playable. Once the game got underway, um, Georgia were there a, you know, frustrate and. And try and keep us out and, and we played really really well I just think This Scotland team ha- Has something about it I, I I don't think We are going to be An easy game For anybody
0: Well you have to look um, At what's coming out Of the camp Martin And they're saying it's There's a, like a club mentality there Which is which is great See when you hear stuff like that I love that um, Really does help think And um, makes things a wee bit different To what's been there previous I do think as well When we We were sort of what what of a better word then they turn up or pump whatever you want to call it at Euro twenty was it twenty twenty or twenty twenty one whatever you want to coin that one as well. I think Steve Cup kinda said these players are on a journey. They will take good from this and and, and they'll get better from it. Um unfortunately we didn't make Qatar but I think we are going to be in Germany. I don't think we're going to need the fallback of this um this nation league's playoff. I think we will do the business and and get ourselves there through through winning this group. So um you look at as well, a, a telling sign for me is previous squads with, with Steve Clark, we've, we've, we've argued about players being involved, Ryan Gold, should he be called in, etc. Nowadays, nobody's nobody's questioning who he's picking because the players are turning up. They're getting performances out of them. I mean, we might come on in later, but Scott McTominay can't play for Man United and yet he scored five goals in qualifying for Scotland. He's massive. You couldn't leave him out now. Um, so there's got to be something in it in terms of the group mentality. I mean, just a wee side note. Me and Keir spent forty-five minutes talking about mentality for Rangers yesterday. The Scotland mentality is there. It's unquestionable. These guys are driving towards an end goal, um, yeah. and and I think it's you know he, he's got a tune out. Of, he's, he's playing players and getting a tune out of them. Lyndon Dykes, who when he get called up, people are thinking, why are we calling up Lyndon Dykes? He's brilliant for Scotland. He's a great option, um, and and John McGinn obviously does his. Does his own thing, and, and he's you know, he is Mr. Scotland at the moment, so so that that, that he's the best.
2: John McGinn's the best four million they ever spent. <laughs> I
0: don't, I do not shave my legs in the bath. You
2: know. Oh, you 100% do shave your legs in the bath.
0: Mate. No,
2: don't, don't. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no shaved. Uh, i shaved. I that's just you've not had
0: a bath in a couple of weeks. No, I had a bath the night, David. You are <laughs> coming for me, half bigging. We're going to have to have a private chat sometime. See, to be um, fair,
2: you do 100% look like somebody who shaves their bath in the legs.
0: Shaves their what? bath in the legs? <laughs> shaves <laughs> their legs
2: in the bath. <laughs> right. right, I think we'll do, and we'll shift focus um, to this, uh, this Cyprus game tomorrow. I'll just run you through the squad that um, Steve Clark has selected. Um, so, Xander Clark, Angus Gunn, and Liam Kelly are the three goalkeepers, but Liam Kelly's been replaced, I believe, with Robbie McCrory um, through injury. Um, and then the defenders we've got Jack Hendry, Aaron Hickey, Scott McKenna, Nathan Patterson, Ryan Porteous, Andy Robertson, John Sutter, and Kieran Tierney. Um, the midfielders, Elliot Anderson, who I believe has um, been. Took himself out. He's not in the the squad anymore, and we'll come on to that in a wee second. Um, Stuart Armstrong, Billy Gilmore, Lewis Ferguson, Ryan Jack, John McGinn, Callum McGregor, Kenny McLean, and, of course, the aforementioned Scott McTominay. And up front, he has selected Shea Adams, Ryan Christie, Lyndon Dykes, Kevin Nisbet, and Lawrence Shankland. There's a few names that I, I want to discuss, Connor, in a bit more detail, but just from that squad, just the squad in general, I mean, that's a pretty good squad. I, I think
1: that's a, a very good squad.
2: Um, that's, there's, there's one or two that I don't think should be anywhere near it, but, but you know, 99%, that's a good squad. I definitely. Um, it's a strong squad, I think. I think
1: it's, you know, it's one of the strongest Scotland squads I think we've seen, you know, in terms of in recent times when we've had the, the similar squads coming out, we've got a good bit of depth, which is important. Um, and, and no just, you know, cannon fodder type depth where you're losing Andy Robertson and bringing on catchy Anya or something like that, you know, proper um, you know quality depth that you can replace with, which is, you know, you need that. Um, so I, I would have no qualms. Here. Obviously, yeah, maybe one or two names stand out. Um, I was having a chat with Robert Offair about Dominic Hyam, who obviously has come in for Anderson, because he's, um, you know, if he does get playtime, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, what kind of player he is, because I've never, I mean, I don't follow Blackburn Rovers, so I've never actually seen the boy. Um, But no, I'm reasonably happy with it. I think the one area that doesn't, I wouldn't say concerns me, because it's not been a problem, but that you do look at and a wee bit more is I think the goalkeepers, they don't, you know, it's not as strong as the goalkeepers were. we used to have, Really, is it? Um, when you think of Craig Gordon, Alan McGregor, David Marshall, um, Jim Leighton, Jim, well, yeah, back in the day, aye, Andy Gorham, the goalie, obviously. Uh, Andy um, Gorham couldn't get in for Jim Leighton, but so don't even get well,
2: me started. That's, true. Jim <laughs> that's well, aye, Boyd and David Robertson don't get me started.
0: Connor, you, do you not think, though, that these goalkeepers have actually got a better defence in front of them than maybe goalkeepers have not had for the last couple of, couple of campaigns?
1: Yeah, I think, they, yeah, they do. Of course they do. Um, because whatever connotation, yeah, back four, back, you, I prefer a back four, personally, for Scotland, because back threes, maybe it's because usually Scotland Dominic had to play in the back threes, I don't like it, but, um, you know, you can't. There's no uh, a weak version of that back four. I don't think. Um, I think there's you know maybe like a Grant Hanley who you can question a bit, um, but it is a stronger back four than maybe they had. I think. I think. Sorry,
2: Connor. I think you can maybe question Scott McKenna. I know he's playing at Nottingham Forest. I know he's playing in the Premier League. Scott McKenna doesn't fill me with confidence. Um, Jack Hendry. I mean. We can't we kind of have it all. I think if you look at our midfield, I think we've got a fantastic midfield. And I even think if you look up front, you know I know that Kevin Nisbet isn't really firing for Millwall this season, but you've got Lawrence Shankland who's banging in the goals for fun. Um, Shea Adams, who on his day, is a very good striker. So I think the defence is probably the weakest part of our team. Is that fair? Or is, yeah. it, is it for you up front? Because you gave me that, I'm going to come and strangle you in your sleep look.
1: <laughs> That's, well t- I, no i think in terms of overall i suppose quality or depth of quality then yeah probably because you might you know as
0: you see you like, happy
2: with scott
1: mckenna
0: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment
1: That is a harsh
2: lesson in business.
0: Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
2: want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so
0: many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal Deal on Spotify.
1: I'm no unhappy with him. I wouldn't say he would be my first choice, but I think, you know, it's, I would think, who would you bring in if you didn't You know, call Scott McKenna out? Then who's the next choice after that? Um, and would they do a better job? Because he does have experience, at least Scott McKenna. Um, and to be fair to him, there's not been many games I've, I've seen of Scotland where I've thought he's had an absolute hower um, when, when he has played. Um, so I do think that...
2: Well, um, if you're if you, Right, OK. <laughs> and I'm not jumping on, you know, Scott McKenna here, Robert. Sounds really like
0: not. Sounds
2: like it. I'm not. I'm really not. Um, but you've got the choice then. You've got, unless he plays a 3-5-2, which he might very well do. Okay. Um, but he will play a 3, one. he? That's the way he plays, on not it? Yep. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so a
2: 3. If he plays the 3 then, um, Robert, is it? Is it Jack Hendry, Scott McKenna and Porteous? Yes,
0: for me, yes. And, and I just want to come back to, to what you're talking about with the, with the, particularly Scott McKenna. Now, I would had the same concerns initially when he when he was brought up into scored and didn't see what other people were seeing, but I do actually think he is improving. Again, Ryan Portis as well, what I've seen of him, I do think he's improving. So there's a lot to be said for stepping up, that step up in quality. I think we actually saw Ryan Portis improve when he got called up into the Scotland team. I thought he gave his better performances for the National team rather than for Hibernian. So um, I think there's a... a, a... That, of
2: course, though, Robert, Right, and I'm sorry to jump in again, but I'll forget no. if I don't. Um That means that John Souter misses out.
0: But yeah, and but listen, but John Souter has... Um, well, I think, no, sorry, it's probably a toss of the coin between Henry and Souter. It's a toss of the coin because I, I, don't, I don't know what Henry's doing in Saudi. I really don't. It's not a league. No,
2: Cgm all. makes that point as well. Tierney always plays in the back three.
0: Yeah, but you could also, so it's like, like Connor said, McTominay does as well. So, you know, when have we ever had this problem with Scotland? We've got that many options. You're not. Whatever happens here, if, if McTominay is going to put the back, then he, he is, he's in. He's in. The, he's in the team. He's in the team sheet cause he, He's not getting left out. McTominay. Um, I, I just think. I definitely think McKenna and Portu will play. It's whether he does play. Kim Tena, who by all accounts was um, really really good in, in Sociedad's win at the weekend. Uh, the manager was raving about him after the game. So. Um, he looks sort of rejuvenated uh, in back playing football, so maybe there is a place for Kieran Tierney in that that back three because uh, he does like to sit a shoe on them both in, doesn't he, Tierney and Robertson?
2: I'm probably going to get crucified for this. And I, I, The one thing I'll always be on the rabble is honest, sometimes to a massive, massive fault, right? Connor, if you gave me the option of a fully fit Andy Robertson, or a fully fit, which I know is, is funny, Kieran Tierney, to start at left back. I am ten times out of ten picking Kieran Tierney.
1: <laughs> right. That that caught me surprise. but listen. I personally would um would have to disagree. I think Robertson's a far better player. Um or maybe no far better, that's it's maybe a stretching it a bit. I just think well I mean firstly Robertson's the captain, obviously. Um, so you'll never. I know ready.
2: he's. I, I know he's always going to play. It's just for me, for me I, in that left back spot. I think Tierney's better at getting up and down. I know Robertson's fantastic, and he's a really good left back. I just think Tierney's got a bit more about him at left wing back than, than Andy Robertson playing in a, in the Scotland team.
1: I think it would depend on the, the, the type of game though, because well, I mean, most of the time you can get both of them in and you know, on the park anyway, but I think if you were given a choice either or, if it's a big, big game and you're needing proper experience in there of those kind of occasions, then Andy Robertson's got that in spades, he's won Champions Leagues, he's won Premier League titles, Kieran Tierney we all do respect him has not done that, you know he's he's won plenty up here, but that to me it, you know with At that team, time he was winning time. stuff, that didn't count because we were only here well, it was certainly easier for him, shall we say. Um, not that he wasn't great, because he was. But can the... I just also yeah. say,
2: sorry, I'm going to get this a lot, and I know, but I'm always going to be honest with you, people, with you folks. I'm always going to be honest. I, prefer, I think Tierney's a better left back than Andy Robertson.
1: That's just my opinion. No, listen, that's what it's about. It's all about opinions, isn't it? End of the day, it'd be boner if we all just agreed all the time. So, um, it, aye, it's a it's certainly an interesting one because I don't think anybody would necessarily raise an eyebrow if you know that if say robertson's maybe you no know, at 100 and they go right we'll drop him and we'll put Tierney. there i don't think there would be a problem because i think tierney is a quality player i just personally think robertson's just that but because i think he's got a bit more grit about him because he's actually he, you know he's came through you know as a level as you can get at a queen's park at a time where you're not even getting paid to play for queen's park um And he had underrated and then he's he's skyrocketed. He's a real uh, success story for Scottish football, um, as is Tierney, but to a lesser degree, in my my opinion. So I just think Robertson's a a wee bit more about him, but I don't have nothing against Tierney. um,
2: The the only reason, Robert, that I brought that up was what I'm not a fan of. And I know that it probably works for Scotland, I get that. But what I'm not a fan of is if you've got two really good players in the one position, you shoehorn both of them into the team. I can remember for a while Scotland were trying to play tier net right back, um, left wing in front of Andy, or they switched him about. Um it's it's you play the player in that position and the other one doesn't play for me. I hate play and we see it with Rangers. And look, we could go back to talking about Rangers right now, and we could be here until next Friday. Um, I just think you play players in the position that they're supposed to be played.
0: Listen, and that's that is true, but and the and the same sort of flip side that the reason well the the thing is you're trying to get your best put all your best players on the C now. We're actually got a depth of quality. I mean, you look at some of the teams where these guys are playing, um Aston Villa who are in Europe, Brighton who are in Europe, you've got guys at Man United, Liverpool, Everton, um Real Sociedad, as I mentioned before, um, Lewis Ferguson's playing in Serie A we've got a, a real depth now that we've never had for ages. So I just think, I agree with you now that the time is not to start putting guys in places that there may be no many, many play you play your best player in that position, as you say. And you know, it's not like we need to have Tierney and Robertson on the pitch. I don't feel, I think we've got enough more than enough. And you look at the fullback positions as well. Um, Aaron Hickey, great player. Nathan, Rob- Nathan Parsons. sorry, we know how good he is as well. So, um, I think it's a great squad. A really healthy squad. I mean, you said at the start. I, I wanted to probe you on that. You said there's some names in there you, you you didn't like. I mean, which ones? Got- I'm
2: not a massive fan of Ryan Christie. And people will jump on it, and the people will say, "Oh, it's because he used to play for Celtic." No, it's nothing to do with that. I just don't think. Is Robert? I mean, what are you having a disco in the background there?
0: <laughs> I'm using the light in my teeth to keep the house gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think, and, and maybe people can point to, you know, certain things that Ryan Christie's done well for Scotland. I don't know. I just, I don't rate Ryan Christie.
0: Uh, well, listen, Ryan Christie, the, 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 it comes back to what we're saying about Michael Beale. I ain't going to put a light on in a minute. As um, managers have their favourites, and I think Steve Clark certainly has those. I mean, Connor touched about the boy being called up from... Um, Blackburn Rovers, I don't think we'll see him to be honest. There's too much in front of him. Um, he's probably just been bought in for a, for a spare body, certainly. Um, however, you know, as, as you mentioned before, I think we've got Ryan Christie's in there because he's one of Steve Clark's favorites. He, he's comfortable, he's been in and around it, knows what he's going to get from him, and, and we've been successful, Martin. So, um, whether whether you like him or not, I don't think he's a bad choice to be honest. Um I, I, I mean, I, th- I think
1: when he's in the Scotland jersey, he, he doesn't off. Well, see, I, I would...
2: Sorry. On that, corner. sorry, on that comment, Connor, for Chris, not a fan of the lad, Christie. on his day, he's a baller, but he's too inconsistent. Is he a baller on his day? I, well, I mean, well, every single time I've seen him, I've been completely underwhelmed.
1: See, I, I think the thing with me, I, I agree, actually, on the Ryan Christy point, I get frustrated by it because... I feel as if he's a player who, you know, he, he promises to do so much. You know, I, I can understand why people think he is a baller because he looks like he might be a baller, and when he gets the ball, sometimes you think maybe he's going to do something. he does, Connor? What, what is it? He's going, with that? Well, I think he's, I think he's he's good at sort of running with the ball. I suppose, and he, he can take on a player, um, my criticism comes from his he's lacking a final product half the time. Um, I know he did score an important goal in Serbia um, uh, that obviously, you know, helped. It was him. a miss
2: and, and look, I'm not having anything against it, but he missed the ball. It was he lucky. did.
1: Um, but I think when you look at it, and I've just pulled up his stats here, the guy said 39 appearances for Scotland. He scored five goals as an attacking midfielder. I would expect just a wee bit more out of him. I don't know the assist stats and stuff like that, but I don't feel like he gets many because usually our main creative sparks... <clears throat> do tend to be um, John McGinn or, or even I would argue uh, Scott McCormley is probably a bit more creative um, in, in his play and, you know, so I do think that's my area where, I'm, where I personally I'm not sure he's somebody I would have as a starter I'd have him in the squad for squad depth and the fact that I don't know that we've got um, somebody out there just now who's maybe ready to come in and fill that position um, but it wouldn't be somebody I'd be starting and um, in, in, in my games, personally, because I, I don't know, I mean, Martin, I just I can't quite put my finger on exactly what it is. I just maybe it is that end product, but for me, that it just it's not quite there. Can
2: I bring up something wild, Rob? Right, I I, I can lip read a wee bit, and I know I can see that you said, please do there.
0: You did ten points. Well done.
2: You ever you ever played like you know you've played like football manager, right? Aye, and aye. if you sign somebody at a young age and they're, they're in your league or they play in your country for a certain amount of time, then they become eligible to play for that country yeah. if they haven't already played for their country. Yeah. Right? Now, we've had a player at our football club for a long, long time who, to the best of my knowledge, has never played for his country. England? Yes. Um, he's from Newcastle. Do you, is it, should Steve Clark have ever have went, and, and, and I'm scared to say the name because I know that I'm going to get abused saying I say the name, right? Should Steve Clark at any point have ever went to James Tavernier and asked if <laughs> he would fancy playing for Scotland? Well, I, let's, if
0: we're going to get a geography I think he's from Yorkshire. I think he's from Leeds, to be honest. Um, I'm sure he's he from Newcastle. Well, we'll, we'll Sure's inquiry, Connor, check that while I'm talking um, Okay, I, I think what I've heard, whether this is true or not that the home nations particularly um, England and Scotland um, you know, it's, it's not something they want to do is to, in, in terms of people that have been playing your country then qualify I think it was done, when I think it was an, in, an instance a few years ago with Nacho Novo um, he was saying he was going to get called up for Scotland and they said, look, no, there's an agreement with the home nations, they're not going to use that rule um, so that's maybe why he's not being looked at. Listen, Tavernier, I think he'd probably jump at the chance. But is he better than... Is, is Tavernier better than a, a young Aaron Hickey who's playing at that level? Look, probably not. Is he better than Nathan Patterson, Tavernier? I know what he gives you going forward. Um, oh, but yeah. I, I, I would say... I don't know. I, I kind of think no. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think he would... He, I don't think he'd be a first pick, certainly. I think he'd, he'd actually have to fight for his jersey at national level, rather than what he's getting handed out at Ibrooks.
2: I know. Listen, it was just a thought, Corner. It was it was just a wee thought because yeah. I think, and I don't want to make this about Rangers tonight because we've done plenty on Rangers and I'm still raging. And I'm I've told everybody on social media that we're taking a week off. Um, which after the and I keep saying we're going to take a week off right, but we've got the women's show tomorrow night at half past seven. And then we've got an exclusive interview that Wolf Marshall has done that will be out on Saturday morning. Um, and then we'll be taking a break. Um, you know, but if Tav is, you know, I, I think he could be pushed forward, right? I don't think he has to play right back for Rangers going forward. I think he could easily be pushed forward. And I think he could be used in that kind of role for Scotland as well. And I, th- I think he would bring something to Scotland that, although Scott McTominay scored five goals in this group, I think John McGinn's got one, London Dykes has got one, Shea Adams has got one. I think he would bring goals. From that right side of midfield.
1: Um, well, yeah, with the care he's got, it, certainly would. Um and, and first and foremost, in the Sales Inquiry, he is from Bradford, um
0: which is Yorkshire.
1: However, to be fair, I can understand the confusion because he, he, he did He play from Newcastle. He, that's where his career started, basically, was in Newcastle. Um well, his senior career, he started his career at Leeds, apparently. But anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, I have to interrupt you. Um I didn't realise Wolf, that you wanted me to tell
2: everybody. The interview is with Alistair I about his new book, which will be out in Sapp. Sorry,
0: Connor. Is that Fraser's da?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Although a lot of people seem to think that I'm Connor's dad.
1: Connor looks at feel. me with a haircut and a shave. So. Um, I mean, I think you might need to be better looking to be my dad, Martin. To be perfectly honest with you. I
0: think Connor looks at you know that the. The bad guy, sort of boss, cockney guy in Football Factory. Bonnell really
1: looks
2: him. like an absolute and complete psychopath. <laughs> I
0: also, um, what was that guy? There was that. Uh, I'll come to me. There's that uh, famous murderer from Glasgow. He looks a bit about like him?
2: <laughs> no, he's a psycho. He's a murderer. He's in a foot, Beg, he's, he's Beg. The head of the football. He's a heavy football hooligan. William
0: Begg? Oh. William Begg?
1: William Beg. I, I don't. Let me. This, I mean. <laughs> You want to see what's in my closet? To be fair,
2: um... we really don't, and that'll <laughs> that'll get clapped up. So carry on, right back on with the point.
1: Thank you. Uh, aye, where were well, right. we? Tavernier, David, um, too far. I I think um, you know. Well, <laughs> maybe not that comment on the screen. Um, <laughs> um, no, he, he obviously, I think he could provide goals because he does. You know, for for Rangers, and certainly he's one of the. I would argue if he went into the Scotland team he'd possibly be one of, if not the best crosser of a ball um, when he gets it right when he's got that accuracy about him um, that being said I think it's maybe a bit too late for that sort of stuff I mean he's 31, you know, you couldn't really I think there's too many know, a proper Scotsmen in there but listen, I wouldn't have a problem with it because to be fair um, <clears throat> other countries don't seem to have a problem nicking players oh.
0: And hold on a hey, minute, I'm wrapping this. Listen, we've got a great squad on the verge of qualification and we're sat here talking about James Tavernier. I,
2: I, it's, I can't help it. I'm just that used to talking about Rangers. Right, okay, um, let, let's move on then. In terms of, of our opponents tomorrow, Robert, Cyprus. Um, played free, lost free. Um we We're going away, which is always a bit more tricky, um, but I don't expect a great deal from them.
0: No, listen, I think the, the hardest thing Scotland are gonna have to contest is is the heat there. I think it's been played late at night, something like a quarter to ten kickoff local time. Um we just need to go there and carry on the same vein, impose ourselves, um, and, and make ourselves um, you know, very structured and very, very hard to to, to beat. I don't I can't see Cyprus having many, many chances. Um, you're hoping that somebody like Ashi Adams, who I think would be maybe more suited to this game than a than a Lyndon Dykes. Um, Can get a couple of chances John McGinn's always somebody you can bank on And then you look at McTominay as we mentioned before Five goals already in the campaign Probably looking to add more Um, He'll be trying to show his his club manager That he's worth a game So um, I don't see anything but an away win tomorrow And then hopefully results go forward. And after the the England game Where we're already celebrating a win uh, We'll also be celebrating qualification uh, To Germany as well um so yeah i i think tomorrow night's a a formality really which is probably something you shouldn't really say as a scotland fan but uh, i'm going to sit here and confidently say that um that scotland will do their business tomorrow night and we'll all have a a nice weekend well those who indulge in international football i know some don't so um yeah
2: um i'm just trying if i can to so there we go if everybody can see that um That is the current group table. Um, I'm I'm trying something a bit fancier, Connor, um, and take our ugly faces off the screen um, for a wee second. So, Robert says he doesn't fancy much from uh, Cyprus tomorrow. Um, A win, obviously, then takes us on to 15 points.
1: Um, That's pretty much qualification, Connor, is it not? I would think so, I I think... It'd have to be one or almighty collapse to not qualify for that point. Um, and I think you would got to recognise the fact that obviously the top two will automatically qualify anyway. Um, and I think, you know, obviously Norway have still got to play speed again, which means one or both would have to drop points. And <clears throat> they're obviously the two that are going to be the chasing pack, as it were. But um, no, I think one tomorrow and that should be that done. I mean, ideally... You know if the results were away over the, the course of the next few days, then it will officially be done. But it I will be because you still will then play. But it Georgia? um Are away from home? But I'd still fancy to win that. And then you get Norway at home again, having beaten them away from home. I think we will be all right at, at home against Norway. Um, and then you can kind of write off the Spain game uh, in Madrid. That won't matter. Hopefully.
2: I that, that won't matter, Robert, right? But see see in terms of tomorrow, away to the weakest team in the group, right? I know that you're really confident about it. But I think if you do look at the games that are coming up, away to Spain, right? I know that's the last game, right? But you've got away to Spain, you've got home to Norway, who'll be out for revenge, um, and you've got away to Georgia. Now historically, we have not done well away to Georgia, right? Um if we I think Tomorrow, and this sounds really stupid considering how far ahead we are, right? I think tomorrow is must win because the rest of the games that are, that are coming up, are, we could easily be beaten in those games. Um, away to Spain, home in Norway, Norway, obviously no mugs, and away to Georgia is always a tricky place to go.
0: No, listen, I get what you're saying in terms of momentum and a defeat tomorrow night will sort of, deflate the nation, I think, um, get into the England game uh, and be, you know, then onto the, the rest of the camp is. I think momentum is key. You've got to keep winning. You know, the, I'm sure within the walls of the Scotland camp, they'll be saying, you know, let's win every game we can. Let's go and get five out of five. Let's take the next game. Let's go and get six out of six. So I think they'll just kind of build like that. Um, and realistically, I mean, the games you've just mentioned there, Listen, I've only been drinking pop tonight, so before anybody starts, um, it's I called think juice, we...
2: Robert. Robert, it's called juice. It's, it's not called... oh, yeah. juice or ginger. Will we find I we'll be fine. I, I yeah. lived in England for can two we... years and I can never get over them calling it pop. Can we? Can
0: we, can we? Can we? edit that? I've been drinking. Yeah, we we'll uh, edit that
2: out because is. Drink, I've been drinking
0: ginger. Um, so, um, the point being, I think the only game you've mentioned there that we that we'll, we'll lose possibly uh, is away in Spain. I think we'll win every other game.
2: and listen I, ho- I hope you're right for, for scott do, for sake.
0: Martin, do you know what it is I, th- I just really think there's there's something there with this squad i, j- I think they're together and um, right. there's great options and um, and there's a depth there as well i mean you're going to talk about this elliot anderson in a minute right and i can't wait for you to as well by the way and um, we'll come on to him but i just think you know, guys like billy gilmore as i said um, Lewis Ferguson playing in Syria. You've got Stuart Armstrong as well, by the way. Who's he's a he's a quality act, Stuart Armstrong. He goes under the radar a lot, but I think he's a great footballer. Connor's looking at me saying, "No, he's not. He's absolutely not." But I really, <laughs> I think, I think he's a really good footballer. Um, right, right. Well,
2: listen, we'll, we'll do it quickly um, because we don't have a lot of time left. And I did want to kind of touch on the England game on Tuesday, but I don't know if we'll have time for that. Um, Lewis but Ferguson, on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Ferguson, Connor, hmm. uh, somebody who. And I'll put my hand up. I was one of those people I didn't want him at Rangers when we were constantly linked to him every five minutes. Um, he's went to Italy. He's doing phenomenal. He's playing really, really, really well. Um, he's got to surely be in line for a start, although he doesn't I don't think Steve Clark's actually started him yet, but surely he must be playing himself pretty close to that starting 11.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. He'll be, he'll be knocking on the door with Steve Clark. Um, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, the, the one thing about Clark, he will give players an opportunity if he thinks they've earned it, um, albeit he does have his fairly settled midfield that he likes to go. He has in. his
2: settled favourite gone. Yeah,
1: has he, he does, he does. But I think if, you know, Lewis Ferguson continues to impress he will, do I think he'll get a start um, tomorrow or, or indeed on Tuesday? Probably no. Um, but I think if he can keep on playing the way he's obviously been doing domestically and turning up in a Scotland jersey, uh, off the bench, then I don't see a reason why he won't get a start eventually. Because I do think he's a great footballer, and I, I do, I think sadly he, he's somebody that we we missed out on um, big time. Really, I think that was a blow um, with the, the connections he's got. But hey, that aside, um, I would. I mean, if I was Steve Clark, I would. I don't see how you couldn't seriously consider starting him. I really don't. Can I say um, some
0: of the main? Sorry, Mark, can I just say something about loose things that I think might not go down well in the comments, is that I kind of feel like, you know, you are saying there we missed out on a player, etc. I don't think with guys like him and Aaron Hickey, obviously as well, you'd have seen the same development if they'd gone to a Rangers or a Celtic. And I, I really do think it's great for these guys to go to the continent, experience a different culture, experience a different way of playing, maybe pick up a language or whatever. Um, and you're seeing, they're seeing different... I've seen different professionals and how they live and how they go about their business, and I think that's massive for them. Um, I really do think that you listen to his dad, Derek, and other podcasts just seeing mm, how.
2: Mm.
0: Well, o- you know, no, the,
2: pro- the problem with listening to family members is they're always going to be biased.
0: No, but he, I mean, in terms of he, he's giving you a wee bit of insight about how they're getting on you know, in training and other players they're playing with, and who they're you know speaking to, and what they're doing off the park, and I just kind of think that. Lewis Ferguson done the right thing. Um, he looks a better player for it, and and we, that boat is sealed for us. He will go to the English Premier League, or a or a Juventus, or someone will take him. It's, well, not, you know that's
2: that's what I'm going to answer right now. How do you know he's playing really, really, really well? Do you watch him every week? No, but I read reports from other leagues around the world just in case the rabble ever wants to um, have a wee go at, at doing some some different shows. And his name always pops up as playing really well, and he's always linked to the big clubs in Italy. So you're, you're you know these these Italian journals are ruthless. If you're not playing well, they will tell you that you're not playing well. They're, they're ruthless. So when you hear from journalists in Italy saying how well he's playing and the fact that he's linked to the likes of Juventus, etc., then you know that he's playing really, really well. Martin is well. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Martin is well on that. Like the Italian teams now have got a success rate of pulling young players from Scotland. They're coming mm-hmm. back and taking more and more. I was really surprised that. Uh, the boy Max Johnson went to, to Austria. I know there was a couple of Italian teams sniffing around him as well. So I think it's great for us, absolutely great for us, and, 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 and I welcome it. If we're if we're going to pass up on them um, through through what fall, I do not know, and then albeit they go to these bigger clubs and experience better things.
2: Every single thing, I, read, I believe. Yep. Well,
1: if you look at the, his actual stats, he started twenty eight out of the thirty eight games that he's made an appearance for Bologna. So clearly he's doing something right because you don't start twenty eight games in a League League like A and attract the kind of attention he has and as Martin says, no get all that much criticism for the fairly ruthless Italian press if you're not doing well. Um that's how he's committed Steve Clark's thinking in the Scotland squad because I'm sure he will have watched them, whether he went over there or whether it's been in tapes. Um so you've got to look at that and know that he's he's, he's doing well. Um, I,
0: I, um... you're not old enough for tapes. What are you talking about? Tapes,
1: VHS is not what you're on about. I had a VH player when, uh, when I was away. Can, also, I, can, I just,
2: can I just really, uh, Nicholas Stubborn? I was being a wee bit <coughs> <suspicious laughs> and sarcastic there when I said I believe every single thing that I read. Um, brand new channel member, fantastic, Mr. Fox. Thank you very much, um, for the um, Support Lewis Lewis Ferguson Robert though. Um, we're talking about you know, may he start? If he is going to start, then it would be over Callum McGregor, John McGinn, or Scott McTominay I don't see him breaking into that.
0: No, I think if you're gonna pick anyone to break that three, it's Billy Gilmore at the minute. I think Billy Gilmore um it looks he's had a great start to the season. I, I watched him against Newcastle, he was fantastic. Um, so brave, always wants the ball, always head up, always looking to make a pass. <laughs> I think Billy Gilmore um, is the one, uh, him, or, him or Ferguson, that will break into that three. Whether he, whether he starts tomorrow night or against uh, England, I think he'll start one of the games for sure.
2: It'll be an England game. It'll be the England game that he'll he'll probably start. And just finally, um, see underneath tweets, you can just hit Translate and it puts it in English. Um, but yeah, there we go.
0: Stop him Have by been... name, stop him by nature, Nicholas.
2: <laughs> I don't mind about a back and forth.
0: I don't mind about a back and forth
2: because nine times out of ten I'm wrong. So oh. I don't
0: mind it as long as it's as long as it's with a wife. Oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> um is there a...
2: Uh, Elliot Anderson, Robert, you were desperate to talk about it, so let's talk about it. The the rumour going about is that he's pulled out of the Scotland squad. Um, because there may be some interest from Gareth Southgate.
0: Aye, so, I mean, I, I read about it before we came on. Um, and, I mean, Steve Clark spoke about it as well. He was probed uh, in his press conference and asked um, what had gone on. Um, he said it was something that he couldn't control. He was then asked, you know, had he had reassurances from Anderson that he would, he'd be back? And he just put, no, he just left. So he's definitely, for me, had a phone call from whether it's somebody at Newcastle United or his agent to say, Get the hell out of there, Gareth's gonna call you up. Whether it's next time, time you're on his radar kind of thing. Get the hell out of there. I think it's safe to say he's burnt his bridges with Steve Clark, Um, I don't think he'll be in another uh, Scotland squad under Steve Clark. And I think Steve Clark's gonna be the Scotland manager until Steve Clark says he's not going to be the Scotland manager, um because he's done that well. So um, it's a it's a shame because you know he, he, he's looked okay. The boy Anderson, I've seen bits and pieces of him in that that Newcastle documentary um that, that's on. Um, Stu at the moment, and, and obviously he's a decent wee start
2: you're, you're on, you're on, you're on mute, Martin. Sorry, <laughs> I'm on mute and I'm shouting. If 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 you if you if that's the way you're going to be, then if, if if that was a Rangers player, for example, who was making a lot of noise because another team wanted him, um, and he was making life difficult for the manager, then my immediate reaction would be he doesn't want to be here. He goes. If Elliot Anderson isn't 100 percent committed to playing for Scotland, then he doesn't play.
0: But do you think there was most? You think there must have been there must have been conversations before he went. Somebody must have sat him down Gareth Southgate's no just picked up the phone yes this morning and they went, I might fancy that boy gonna get him out of there. There must have been conversations. Players get watched and you know know what's going on. So I think it's a strange one. Uh, do I think we'll miss him? Probably not. Um,
1: would that have actually had because I'm just thinking there how much even if he had played for Scotland, he could still have taken that call because look at Declan Rice example, he, he made a number of appearances for Ireland. Declan Rice was under mm-hmm.
2: 21s, he never played for the...
1: Okay, well, Evan Ferguson then, he has played for the first team in Ireland and there is conversations around he could switch his allegiance to England because apparently I don't think, think it's like three appearances or something you need to make for the senior squad. Um, you need, special, know, I mean, you need to get special dispensation and you don't it's always get...
0: How is that even allowed?
1: It shouldn't be I totally agree with you, it. it's a nonsense and as far as I'm concerned, if you've been capped at any level for a national team, then that is a national team you should then have to play for. Um because it does look ridiculous when you look and you know, if you look a player up and you go, How has he played for? So he's played for fucking Scotland under whatever's all the way through to twenty one and then he's done one and went to England. I mean he was born in England, I think, so fine. But to me, I've, if you have always know, been I've <laughs> always been of the opinion,
2: right? It's not where you're born, it's where you and this is just my own my own opinion, it's where you're raised, it's where you grow up, right, that's where Mm. you're from, right, so I was born in Scotland, I was raised in Scotland, um, therefore I'm Scottish, my dad was born in England, but he was raised in Scotland, therefore my dad classes himself as Scottish, Um, what are you shaking your head at Robert? I was going to say.
0: (laughs) Somebody asking me if I'm a furry, what's a furry?
2: He's definitely a furry David, he's definitely a furry. Um, and and, and I personally, it? I know that look, there's players out there who, like, for, for example, if you're brought up in England, right, so much harder to get into an England team than what it would be to get into the Scotland team, right? Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, I don't think if your dad's Scottish or your mum and dad are Scottish, but you were raised in England, I think the only team you should be able to play for is England. I don't think there should be any other rules that allow you to go to play for other national teams. But that's just my own personal preference. Mm-hmm. I understand why players do it. Um, and I, and I, back, I, I got all the way back to the 90s where we had Matt Elliott, and um, I can't even remember some of the other names. John Hutchison?
1: Aye. You see, you see it all day, I mean, I think it's. I, I
2: remember. I, I can I don't listen, can I, I just respond to that quickly? Sorry, yeah. do you not. Know, I completely understand that. Um, um, Gordon Ramsay is the same, I think. He was born in Scotland, but he was raised in England, and you're Scottish. I completely, I'm just talking about being able to play for your international team. That's all. That's just my own personal opinion.
1: Mom, I I think think it's sorry, ridiculous because I, I remember and I think it was the 2010 World Cup and Ghana lined up against Germany and you had brothers playing against each other on opposite sides the Boateng brothers Kevin um, um, yeah. Prince played for Ghana and um it was a George Boateng I think
0: Kevin
1: played for for Germany to me watching that that looked ridiculous how can you be brothers and play for different countries against one another at a World Cup um that I don't I don't like that, um, because you do end up with that sort of crap, personally. And and
2: listen, I know that Stu's going to be down my throat, because Stu was born in Plymouth, raised in Plymouth, but classes yourself as Scottish. And, and I, again, the, I've not explained myself properly, but...
0: No, no, Martin, I think the lineage should go to your parents, but no your grandparents. I think it should go to your mum and dad, that's fair enough. But see, when you start looking for, was his granny, you know, ever... It, soul coats for our holidays and all that carry on it's just it gets too much. So um and sorry just to correct, it was Kevin Prince Botank and Jerome. He Jerome was the one that played mm-hmm. for Germany forgive me. Um so I I just think if it's your mum and dad fair dues, but MDLs raffle your donut
1: if Killing and Bappy's granny's ever been to soul coats and he wants again for Scotland. <laughs> <he'll never> <laughs> to never you want to
0: get in ahead of She Adams what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't explain that properly so I apologise if I offended anybody um, right, okay. Predictions for tomorrow, Robert?
0: Uh, comfortable 3-0 victory, and I fancy Shea Adams for a brace, and uh, who's going to get the other one for me? Um, Lewis Ferguson off the bench. There you go.
2: Okay, Connor?
1: Um, I'll go for 4 nothing to Scotland, just to be different for Robert. Um, I'll go for Lyndon Dykes for the brace. And said the Adams Adams will get a goal and McGinn to
2: score as well. 2 won we Scotland? Um, with a late John McGinn penalty.
0: Oh, I hope you rang, I don't want to be sitting making buttons all night. Um, <laughs> can, we, can we just agree? I want, I want to get Martin on camera for this. See if Scotland do qualify before the next Rangers game. Can we come back on and, and, and celebrate it, please? Yes, you can. Yes, probably. Awesome. 100%. You can.
2: Um, and look, I know that there's not a lot of. Um, people in the comments usually because we would normally normally we have roughly about 300 350 people watching so that's like half we've got watching tonight i get that scotland's not for everybody but for the rangers fans that do and even if it's some rangers fans not watching this is a show about scotland um so everybody's obviously welcome to watch any show but I get that not a lot of people out there of a Rangers persuasion are that into Scotland anymore. But for those of you who are then, I hope you enjoyed this anyway. Well,
0: Martin, Martin won't be on the next one because he's got to have a gang of folk outside his house pitch fox in a minute. He'll
2: be, he'll be I didn't talking. explain that right. I didn't explain that. So I apologise if I offended anybody. And by the way, if we can keep Todd Campbell long enough, Scotland should definitely try and call him up. But anyway, there we go. So Robert, Connor, thank you very much. Um, I was only expecting this to go for half an hour. Um, so my missus is raging because I told her that yesterday that was me off for a week. Um, but however, um, thank you to everybody um, who tuned in. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you if you do like it, please get in the comments after the video and let us know what you thought, and we'll maybe do some more international stuff um, as well. And we will be back tomorrow night, half past seven, for the uh, Women's Show Live. And then there's a recorded interview going out on Saturday morning. Like I said, it will have my with Alistair about his new book. And then we will be back uh, live a week tomorrow for the phone-in, which Robert will be producing for the first time. So we'll see how that goes on. Um, so thank you, everybody, for watching. And, yeah, we'll speak to you all very, very soon.
1: Podcast Network.